vegan. Okay, we, you got to be careful because if you lie enough, you might get hit with a lightning bolt. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move on. <laughs> yes, you're a special vegan. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, there's a lot going on, and we are thankful that you're here today. And let's just be prayerful. Um, it's on my heart to mention just to stay prayerful for our body, our immediate church, the church family, the people in our church. And um, as disciples of Christ, and I mention this because we had a class about this uh, a few moons ago, you should be communicating with people in the church that you know and praying over them or praying with them um, if they bring things to your heart. Take the time to do that and be prayerful about it and also pray with them right then and there and also jot down uh, those issues to pray about as well too. Pray for each other. Let's lift each other up in prayer. Prayer is very powerful, but we have to use that tool. We have to make sure that we're actually using prayer. And uh, every, there are a lot of people here that need prayer right now. Remember Mary and just keep her in prayer uh, as well too. Um, just giving, just kind of giving you what's on my heart right now about remembering others in prayer in our church. It's pretty important to do that. And for our extended family members as well, too. Okay, let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer and we will get started. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us to come before you. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for your presence. We pray that you will bless us now. Bless us in that we can just truly hear you speak to us. Help us to just focus on you right now. Focus on your word. Focus on the information that comes uh, whether it's imparted by me or others in the class. And Lord, we just want to die to self and live for you through this entire process. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we were at the Hanukkah festival. We talked about that last week. And I think we covered everything we needed to cover about Hanukkah. I don't believe that there's anything else that we need to discuss, per se. Um... I had some information here about this next section, the Sabbath, and I'm not, not sure if I put it away or what I did with it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But, um, <clears throat> no, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be with you. It would be with me. But I think I tucked it away. But I, we may not need it. <clears throat> so we're now down to the regular holidays at the bottom of the handout. And they literally are holidays that you've heard of. You, you may have mentioned it. These are things that... Um, the Jews also recognize as well, too. Now, of course, the one that the Sabbath is one that we certainly know about. And there was a conversation we just happened to overhear um, yesterday at, at Barnes & Noble. What was, the, what was the Sabbath that she had mentioned? It was the Shabbat Sabbath, right? The Shabbat, yeah. Shabbat and Sabbath might be synonymous, but she was actually mentioning she was celebrating this, the Shabbat, um, the Sabbath. And as you remember, we had talked about how the Sabbath was a part of these festivals. And we were overhearing this conversation, and she was expressing what she was doing and how she was relaxing, I guess, and, and celebrating at the same time. And you have to understand that there's a calendar that's being followed when they, when they celebrate the Sabbath. It goes into Friday evening is when everything starts for the Sabbath. Now, we have a normal weekend that we do here. But it is a, a day of rest, the seventh day. And it says Shabbat, 
which is the Hebrew word for rest or cessation. Um, It is a Judaism's day of rest and seventh day of the week on which religious Jews, Samaritans, and certain Christians such as Seventh-day Adventists and Seventh-day Baptists remember the biblical... I had to push the button. Remember the biblical creation of the heavens and the earth in six days and the exodus of the Hebrews and look forward to a future messianic age. Shabbat observance entails refraining from work activities, often with great rigor, and engaging in restful activities to honor the day. They are literally embodying that day of rest that we talk about when we talk about the Lord resting on the seventh day after he created the world. Okay? What are you shaking your head about over there? Oh, okay. Oh, is he? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I can't do anything about. I can't do anything about that. I just, I'm just making sure it wasn't something I was saying that was crazy. So, um, Shabbat observances entails refraining from work activities, often with great rigor, and engaging in restful activities to honor the day. Judaism's traditional position is that unbroken seventh-day Shabbat originated among the Jewish people as their first and most sacred institution, though some suggest other origins. And then it goes on from there. I won't get into all the other origins, but it's a day of rest. And typically it starts, uh, according to the Jews, on Friday evening. um, And it goes through Saturday. There was a business that was uh, in Cleveland not too long ago. I don't think it's around anymore. It's called Just Closeouts. Just Closeouts, you may remember this business. Uh, There were a few stores in the Cleveland area that was operated by a Jewish uh, owner, Jewish ownership, and typically the way it worked was that they, they followed the Sabbath. They were closed on Saturday, which is a very, very rare instance. You will never see that, I don't think, ever again in retail, but they actually advertised they were closed on Saturday and they were open on Sunday because they were respecting and they were following the actual Sabbath. Now, let me ask you a question. Why do you think this is important that we even pay attention to something like the Sabbath. We may have asked these questions before, but I'm going to ask you again one more time. Why is this important? Why do you think it's important? We remember what the Lord has done for us. That's a great answer. Anybody want to add to that? What was the reason for this Sabbath? It was following what? It was paying attention to the fact that God rested on the seventh day. He made that a very, very important thing to follow. He rested. Now, we already had the conversation said that God does not need to rest from his labors. Amen? He wasn't doing it for the purpose that he needed rest. He was showing you the example and the importance of paying attention to this day of rest. He was setting the example for us. He doesn't need to rest, but he was showing us in our state, in our humanity, that we need a day of rest to do what? Recognize God's goodness. This Sabbath day was infused throughout all these festivals that we talked about. It was being observed all through those festivals. So if we're talking about a day of rest... And a day of rest, again, from heavy labor. That's what we're looking at here, too. You know, you can go overboard and say that you're resting and not doing anything, and that wouldn't be necessarily accurate. Okay? But 
it was important to recognize what this was all about. Go, go to... Go to, Mar- pardon me? Seventh-day Adventists? Oh, Seventh-day Baptists. Well, it's pretty much the same thing, isn't there? I, isn't that the same? Maybe and maybe not. I don't know. My, my dad goes to a church in Florida, and you have to understand, this is very interesting. Yeah, Mark 2.27. Turn to Mark 2.27. Okay. Mark 2.27. Yes, yes. My dad, my dad, went, my dad, he is a believer. He is not a Seventh-day Adventist. But he does go to a church that is a Seventh-day Adventist church, and that was for the purpose of, I think, either convenience, they were trying to get his daughter, my, my sister, to kind of get more involved with the Lord, and so this was an opportunity for her to go to church because it was on a Saturday. Like, okay, makes sense to me. You do what you got to do. Get her exposed to the teachings of Christ and all that. And he still goes to that church. He still goes to that church, and they, and they spend pretty much uh, much of the day up until about 1 or 2 o'clock in church. And we've talked about that, and he, he does not buy into all the other teachings of the Adventists, but he does recognize the importance of reading the Bible and studying and all that, the same Bible that we're reading, obviously. And so we have a good conversation about that every now and then. But let's take a look at what it says in Mark Uh, 2.27. I'm also going to read the notes from that as well, too. And I think he was having the conversation. Who was he having the conversation with? He was having the conversation with... um, I'll just turn away from it. The Pharisees, yeah. But look what it says in verse 27. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So we have to recognize that it was done for that purpose. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And we had the conversation that Jesus Christ is indeed the focus. He is the one who is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the one who dictates how the Sabbath is to be done. He hasn't changed anything. He hasn't changed it from the original intent. It's still the same thing. It's still the Sabbath. It's still a time of rest. And he's over that. But I think what was happening is the Pharisees were trying to infuse different teachings within that Sabbath, things that should have been done, And in fact, that wasn't at all what Jesus had wanted them to do. It says the Sabbath was made for man. Jesus emphasizes that man is not to be confined by the Sabbath, but rather that the Sabbath is given as a gift to man for spiritual and physical refreshment. I mean, we need physical refreshment And we certainly need spiritual refreshment. You know, when you go through a work week all week long, and you're just exposed to all kinds of, ugh, you need a break from work. You need to get a refresh and recharge. And I've told people that at work sometimes too, well, it's time to hit the refresh button and come back tomorrow. And just start all over again. It's a new day. And that's the right attitude to have. Because you don't want to have a bad day turn into a bad week. Amen? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. The weekend is there for you if you still are working. And most of us are still working, even though we're not necessarily getting paid for what we do. We, we, we wind up being pretty busy even during the week. But ultimately, you have to refresh physically, but also spiritually. Spiritual refresh. 
be reminded of God's goodness. And you can just sit quietly for a few minutes and think about, even though you may have had a lousy week, that you're going to have now a chance to see how God's goodness even came through your lousy week. And that's something that sometimes we don't really see. Because we just want to say, oh, let's forget about all that. Well, so to a certain degree, that's true. You should forget some of that stuff. But you also should see God's hand in what's going on. God's hand is in everything. Everything. If you really think about it. You know, your very existence involves God's hand. You have to know that. And... But it takes something like the Sabbath for you to stop and slow down. And going back to verse 27 in Mark, Jesus was emphasizing his authority as Son of Man. And if the Sabbath is, and the Sabbath is for the benefit of all mankind, and the Lord is over all mankind, then the Son of Man is surely Lord even of the Sabbath. So we have to use logic there. That's a logical statement, isn't it? It's a logical statement. So that's very important for us to see. Okay. Go to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20. You might realize you're in a very important place here. It is in the heading area in chapter 20 where the heading of your Bible should say something like the Ten Commandments. Okay. So we're not talking about the Sabbath just being something that is casually mentioned. It pretty much is something that the Lord wants us to do, wants us to partake in. And let's look at this very closely. Verse 8 Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's a commandment. It's a commandment. And he elaborates on it in verse 9. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work, you, your son or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien who is within your city gates. Now that essentially, culturally encompasses everybody you know in your household. Saturday night, right. That's the old, yeah, that's the old days. The stores were closed on Sundays. Those days are long gone. But they're <laughs> you do what you had to do, right? That's right. So you see that this applies to the household. Now you have to understand everybody has different households. You had to apply this to your own household. You had to tell people, even the foreigners in your household, this is a day of rest. Whether you observe this or not, this is how we're doing it, therefore this is how you're doing it. So the Lord is basically making a blanket statement that this applies to everyone. 
in that household, regardless of where you, whether you were Jewish or not. That's that. Okay. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them in six days, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. That's it. It's a day, it's a holy day. It's been declared by the Lord as a holy day. If you are paying attention to the Lord and focus on the Lord and recognizing what this thing about holiness means, if he's declaring it as a holy day, it is a sacred day. It is a sacred day. It is an opportunity for you to refresh physically and spiritually. And that's why you pay attention to it. Physically, because your body needs rest. Spiritually, because you need to be focusing on what? God's goodness. And how do you focus on God's goodness? You listen to his word. You listen to people speak about his word. You have conversations with other people you, uh, that also are into the same word. People of a like mind like you. They may be family members. They may be people that you know at church. But this is the opportunity for you to have this day of rest. It's very important. We all need it. Can you imagine how life would be if we didn't have days of rest like this? How do you think things would be? You'd be burned out. My wife gave the correct description. It's called burnout. You have seen people who work all the time, and they work seven days a week. And when I was younger... I actually did have a seven-day-a-week job. This was way back when, after high school, where I actually worked at my uncle's florist shop. And I would have to take the bus down there seven days a week. And that was a bus from the Lee Harvard area in Cleveland all the way down to East Cleveland. That's a decent bus ride. For those who know Cleveland, Debbie knows. See, she, <laughs> she, already, she knows all about that. That's a long bus ride. But I had to do that for seven days. No, I, I'm not going to walk. Thank you. Yes, Rusk. The Japanese men? Okay. No rest? Yeah. That's right. You made a great point. I don't know if anybody heard that. He said there's in Japan, the culture there is working constantly, and they don't rest. And so they have suicides. Suicide rate is very high. And some people just dropping dead from bad health because they're overworked. You have to have your rest. Your body can't take moving constantly over and over again, focusing on just work, work, work. It just can't take it. You have to stop and rest. Jesus himself demonstrated this in his human body where he went away and rested and prayed. We have to understand that. Away from, and got away from everybody. That's exactly right. Got away because he was being constantly besieged with people coming up to him. If you read the scriptures very carefully, you'll see he was, he was in demand. People were coming from all over to see him. And there were times he had to go and step away because it was mentally taxing. He wasn't doing a whole lot of physical work, but it's mentally taxing. You can't do things that are mentally taxing seven days a week constantly. 
And yeah, that seven-day-a-week schedule I kept at the florist shop didn't continue forever either. It had to stop eventually. Do you have your hand up before? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's mandatory. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the point is, we we need the rest, regardless. We have to have it, and it comes. It, it's for different things for different people. But getting back to this thing about this rest that we need physically, we especially need the spiritual benefit, using that time wisely. In other words, you're not just sleeping in the bed all day. Amen? I mean, you might be tired, but ultimately it comes down to looking at what the Lord would have. Recognizing the Lord's goodness means you have to come out of yourself and just see and observe what he's doing in your life. Now, did you have your hand up? I didn't know if you, you did not. I know Pearl did. Oh, you had a hand. I'm sorry. Go to, okay. Go ahead, Pearl. Sorry. You had your hand up. Yeah. 
Absolutely. When I'm there, if you I have only so much of me that I'm going to allow you to get in access. Yeah. They'll call me a sack of beans. <laughs> <laughs> because I take my mental breaks. I have my words. Uh, Sandra, I'm not speaking about me. <laughs> I sit devotional this year. Yep. And I chew on that and I rely on that. You have to. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, stop picking on her. All right, so anyway. <laughs> All right, you go ahead, Lynn. I'm sorry. Yes. Right. Right. Now, in addition to the creation, we also are to recognize the Exodus. So go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, and I want you to see again the example that's mentioned in Scripture. Deuteronomy 5. So the Sabbath has a when, when God says that this is a holy day, a sacred day, he's giving you the reasons why. We need to be reminded, remember we're, we are short-term memory people, we need to be reminded of God's goodness, and this is how we take the time to do that. So we're remembering both the creation and the exodus. So Deuteronomy 5, let's start with verse 12. Your paper says verse 15, but I'm going to start at 12 just to flow into 15. Be careful to remember the Sabbath day. Notice that be careful to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work. You, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your ox or donkey, any of your livestock, or the resident alien who lives within your city gates, so that your male and female slaves may rest as you do. Just about a carbon copy from what we read in Exodus chapter 20. Because it's covering everybody in the household. Even the animals. Even the animals. And when they say your ox or your donkey, that means don't hitch something up to them where they have to drag and till the soil. They get a break too. No work. <laughs> okay? Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Okay. The day was not to be neglected or violated. Turn to Numbers 15. Not to be neglected or violated. Now, the parallel that we have here, obviously, is we are treating Sunday as the Sabbath day. That's why church, for us traditionally, is today. We're not Saturday. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's Sunday. It's the day that is, has been pretty much selected on the calendar. We celebrate pretty much our Sabbath on a Sunday. And what are we doing? 
We're recognizing God's goodness. We're paying attention to his word. We're paying attention to how he speaks to us. So in that process, we don't want to neglect that. We don't want to be in violation of it. Numbers 15. Let me push the button while I keep talking. Verse 32. Now, does anyone have a heading in their Bible above verse 32? What does the heading say in your Bible? Oh, uh oh, what? Executed. This is serious stuff. Now, you've got to understand something. If you don't go to church on Sunday, we're not going to come to your house and put you to death. Amen? If, if that happened, we would wipe out two thirds of the population. <laughs> or scare them to go to church. But we're not coercing people to go to church. But this is about a mindset of a people. The, the example given here is going to be very, very plain and simple for us to see about paying attention to the Sabbath for what it really is. That's what we have to look at here. Look, if, you, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, Sabbath, what is that? That's, not the, la- that's the last thing you're talking about or thinking about. I'm going to sleep in on Sunday anyway. I've been partying all night on Saturday. I'm going to sleep in on Sunday not going to church yeah exactly let's look at verse 32 while the israelites were in the wilderness they found a man gathering wood on the sabbath day those who found him gathering wood brought him to moses aaron and the entire community they placed him in custody because it had not been decided what should be done to him then the lord told moses this man is to be put the man is to be put to death The entire community is to stone him outside the camp. Now remember, they didn't know what to do with him. They knew he was in violation of the Sabbath, but the Lord said, this man is to be put to death. So the entire community brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now there's a couple of things to understand here when we look at something like this. We didn't hear from the man. We don't know anything about what he had to say about this. But ultimately, he knew he did something wrong. And you've got to understand something. You've got to trust that the Lord knows the heart of the individuals that he is judging. Because if there was any chance for this man to come back from this, he may have been lashed, whatever. You know, they may have done something different. But he said, put him to death. But it also set an example. Don't mess with the Lord when he says something is sacred and holy. Don't mess with him and flip him the bird because you think what you're doing is more important. Because that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this is. I I use plain English, okay? I'm going to tell it like it is. That's exactly what this was. He went ahead and started gathering wood and said, you're not supposed to be working. Didn't care. So it was an example for everybody else who's watching too. If they were thinking about doing something on the Sabbath day, I'll bet you, just like you said, (laughs) it's an example for others. Maybe they won't do anything. Maybe they'll think twice about this. Maybe they'll really consider this holy day that he's referring to. Yes, sir.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Correct. That's right. That's right. And what we have to understand, too, there's a, there's a modern application to that today, too. When you travel to foreign countries, guess what? You're under their laws. You're under their laws. You can't just do what you want to do. And understand that there are different punishments related to those laws than there are here in some of these places. Japan is a great example of that. Yeah. But you're under their laws. You have to watch and be and not get yourself in trouble for obvious reasons. That's the whole point of that too. Just to save them from themselves. So they don't have yeah, it, Yes, that's right. Did you had your hand up? They were still learning, sure. Yep. Well, who were the people there who were in the wilderness? There were people there that were, there was a lot of, if you, if you look at the, the, the makeup of some of the people there, there were some who were being obedient, and there were some who were still complaining about a lot of stuff, too. So, yeah, they were still learning, and they needed to see, yeah. Set an example. That was an example. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That was a te- that's a teachable moment. I mean, not for the guy who got stoned to death, no. I mean, he was done. But for everybody else who was observing that, absolutely. That's a teachable moment. Don't, don't do it. Let, let's face it. There are people in our lives we've learned lessons from, like, I don't want to be in that person's shoes. Because they did something to get themselves in trouble. We, that happens all the time. We see that every day. We see examples like that where people, like, you know, they've been warned not to do something, warned not to do something. How many times have you been around people who have been warned not to do something so many times and they finally get themselves in trouble? Well, not that you're going to necessarily learn something from that, but you see that there are consequences. That was a consequence. This guy getting stoned to death was a consequence. He, he was given the rules earlier in Exodus. That's right. Exodus 31:14. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. To those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. So, I mean, that pretty much spells it right out. He violated it, and nobody wanted to take that extra step and say, well, we're going to put him to death. The Lord said, put him to death. That's what the rule, that's what the law, it says. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, being cut off from your people, and that being cut off, what does that mean? You are no longer in God's family. You are, you are basically told you are an outcast, at the very least, if not dead. 
when we look at the word holy and sacred, we can't stress enough how important that is and how it's to be treated and how we as believers in Jesus Christ need to see it when it comes to this thing that we do every Sunday. Now look, most of you here uh, put on a suit and tie. These gentlemen here put on a suit and tie. You know, we're not wearing our cutoffs. We're not wearing ragtag stuff. We're coming, we're coming looking presentable because we're doing this before others, but before the Lord too. We're coming to church. And we're spending time in the Word. And we're paying attention to it as something that's very, very important to us. I'm just talking about the guys. It's important to us. It has an important purpose for us. Now, it says, when talking about the Sabbath, it would eventually become the object of controversy between Jesus and the Jewish leaders. And I'm I'm not going to read all of Matthew 12. We kind of know where that's been going. Go to John chapter 9 real quick. And we know it was a controversial because they always wanted to stir stuff up with Jesus. You have to understand that Jesus was a threat to their authority. They believed they had all the authority, even though they didn't. I mean, they were still under Roman rule. But they, were, they had the authority within the Jewish people as far as how things were to be done. And they kept messing with Jesus when it came to this stuff. Let's go to verse, let's go back. Now, we're, we're not going to go all the way up to here, but we have the guy who is, um, Jesus heals a, uh, a man born blind. And we're going to have a conversation where it says, some of the Pharisees said, look at, verse, look at verse 16. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, how can a sinful man perform such things? And there was a division among them. There's controversy here because Jesus healed this blind man on the Sabbath. And we just got through saying that Jesus essentially is the Lord of the Sabbath, which they didn't want to recognize and they weren't going to allow to happen. Because if they they cede any authority to Jesus Christ, it diminishes their impact on the society. But one thing that Jesus does is he gets the conversation started. Because how can this man do sinful things or heal people and be sinful at the same time? It's a fair argument. And we also, you can look at the text on your own, Matthew 12, 1 through 14. On the other hand, the Sabbath was the basis for major theological developments in the New Testament. John 5, let's go to that. John 5, we're just going to go back a few chapters. We already got the five-minute warning. Start with verse 16. John 5, 16. Therefore the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing things on the Sabbath. See See what I'm talking about? They kept messing with him. They kept trying to give him a hard time because he was doing performing duties or works on the Sabbath. Remember, they were overboard with this Sabbath thing. They went overboard with it and they kept using it as an extreme example just to give Jesus a hard time. 
Jesus responded to them, My father is still working, and I am working also. That is, this is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Of course, Jesus wasn't lying. He was telling the truth. But they would not acknowledge the truth. Understand something. We have this situation with people today where the truth can be right in their faces and they won't acknowledge it. We see it all the time. Truth can be right in front of you, but you won't acknowledge it. Verse 19, Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, the Son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son likewise does these things. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son also gives life to whom he wants. Stop there for a moment. Just understand something about this whole Sabbath rest thing. If you don't take the time to stop and slow down and get that spiritual recharge, you'll never see what Jesus is doing in your life. Not effectively. You have to reflect. You have to come back. And that's why we tell you about not just reading his word, but meditating on what you've read. Because that meditation opportunity shows you how God did things all through your week, all through your crazy week. You may not see it right away, but if you take the time to slow down and look at it, you'll see it. You'll see God's goodness. You can take the attitude to say, I had such a lousy week, all I want to do is go home and close my door and go to bed. And sometimes that may happen. But sometimes you've got to slow down and say, you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. And sometimes it starts right back at ground zero. That's your ground zero. Ground zero means you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. You know who you are. And you know what he's done for you to bring you to this place. Are you always going to have an easy life? Of course not. We learn things when we have difficulty. Those are the things that teach us. When we have a hard time, this is how we're being taught. This is how God is giving us wisdom and knowledge through what we're experiencing. And he loves you enough to do that. Okay, we have to stop there. And we didn't even get through the rest. <laughs> this is the last part of the lesson. We still didn't get through it. But we'll finish it up next week, and then we'll go to the next lesson. We have a new lesson coming. But thank you for listening to me. And so you have a takeaway now. The takeaway is, is that this Sabbath that we're talking about, that the Jews practiced, and the Jews take the time. Now, let me make a really quick point here before I go, though. It's still up to the Jews to recognize the Sabbath for what it is. And remember those things that we talked about, and not just blow it off as just a day of, well leisure and all that stuff. They still have to take the time to recognize what it is. And we need to do the same thing when it comes to church, too. You know, you remember when you were in class and you saw people shooting spitballs all the time. Well, you're supposed to be there to learn. That's what school is all about, too. So you have the same, same treatment here it comes with church. You don't waste your time with it. You make the most of it. Let's pray.
Father, thank you for this time that you've given us to come together and just see your goodness. See the promises that you keep to us. See how you sustain us, how you build us up. Lord, we just want to edify you. We just thank you for your presence, and we thank you for the reminders to look at these things that we're discussing and apply them to how we are to live. We thank you now also for the upcoming message and the speaker. We ask that you bless them, and we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week.